loving Americans all across the fruit and plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on a fine, fabulous, frosty Friday morning. Friends, today's Torch Report 256, a canary in the gold mine. Grasping this golden opportunity, we now have to save humanity from a miserable fate before it's too late. And guess what? Guess what? Drum roll. I was right! Ha ha! Big Tech was, in fact, throttling the flow of news, of counter-narrative news, the flow of information. They were restricting what the public had access to so as to manipulate the public mind in favor of the regressive progressive agenda. Now, we're going to get into this just a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm making reference to the Twitter files and the Twitter files part two and all that. But before we get into that, consider this rather prescient excerpt from Torch Report 232, The Great Manipulation. I'm just going to read here a couple paragraphs. I think it's very relevant to the conversation today. And it says, yesterday I tossed out, by the way, this is back uh, first part of November. Yesterday I tossed out some hypothetical coding to if-then statements that would effectively censor free speech without triggering a massive uh, revolt against censoring free speech. The point of this was to demonstrate how easy it would be to create an algorithm that would facilitate, quote, effective and rapid removal of online content. Essentially, if the content is counter-narrative, then reduce its reach or remove it. Now, I'm just going to pause here for a second. Obviously, I'm not a computer coder, but it doesn't. it's not difficult to create a logical argument. Just, hey, if it goes against you, pick these words out here or there, then reduce its reach or remove it. Continuing on this excerpt here, I want to drill down on the tipping the scales aspect of these algorithmic solutions. Those who control the flow of information are not censoring all of the information, which would be too obvious. But instead, they are throttling the information that they don't want you to see. Now, that's again, I said that back beginning of November. Uh, that, re- that report was written long before Elon Musk had investigated the ways in which Twitter had interfered in the 2020 presidential election. Uh, it was more than a month prior to anyone having ever heard of the Twitter files. And the evidence I presented in that report in the Great Manipulation pointed to global organizations. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about global organizations like the World Health Organization, the WHO, who had been using AI for algorithmic social intervention since at least 2015. Let it sink in. You know, I provided the sources showing that this was being used to interfere with elections at a global scale. And again, you know, uh, probably everybody needs to know that, but not enough people do. But that was then. And this is now. Hey, by the way, uh, friends, thank you for sharing the Torch Report. I really appreciate you getting the word out there. Got a lot of new subscriptions coming in. For those new subscribers, and for those listening for the first time out there on any of the podcast platforms, please realize you have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies and the juicy details. Uh, and then also, if you're just catching up to the Torch Report, then if you want to listen on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts or whatever, then that's an easy way to go back and catch up. At any rate, moving on, you know, today in the Twitter files, part two, part do, it was uh, revealed 
that the progressive commie hacks pecking away at their keyboards in their pajamas were single-handedly and systematically silencing anyone and everyone who dared speak truth to power. From, you know, from the, the esteemed Dr. J. Bhattacharya, MD, PhD, professor of Stanford at Star, uh, Stanford Medical School. This guy's a brilliant genius, and he was out in the very beginning arguing that the lockdowns are harming children. They're not useful. He was the one that was saying this is a public messaging crisis, not a public health crisis, and all that kind of stuff. Well, they, you know, censored him, blacklist that dude. You know, he can't go out there and say something. That's not what the science says. Well, he, he's the damn scientist. Maybe we should have listened to him, you know. So guys like that, uh, so the COVID stuff and everything, all the way over, of course, to what we would expect as far as the, the censoring of conservative commentators like Dan Bongino and others, um, social media sensations like the libs of TikTok. All of this uh, was just a gross violation of free speech free speech and, and just general decency. Who does something like that, you know? A bunch of arrogant, punk-ass progressive shysters sitting behind their keyboard thinking they have the power to control the world. If they could just control the flow of information, they can control what people think, and they can control the outcome of elections, and yes, we must control the outcome of elections. That way we can save the planet for everyone. Alright. I get that out of my system. Okay. So, how they did this in the Twitter files is they, they used fancy terms like Visibility filtering. Ooh, visibility filtering. That sounds interesting. They use visibility filtering to block counter-narrative perspectives from ever reaching the public sphere. It never enters into the public discourse. There is no public debate because visibility fil filtering uh, just basically it says, you you know, we're not going to let this trend. We're not going to let people find this if they search for it. All this kind of stuff. If you look in the article there, the Twitter, Twitter files part, to link in there, it really gets down into exactly how they were doing this. It's kind of nuts. Uh, beyond interfering with elections, this this blatant censorship undoubtedly had and has will continue to have an immeasurable impact. Immeasurable. It's incomprehensible. You cannot understand how history might have played out differently had they not been doing this. Uh, it's an immeasurable impact on public debate. Uh, particularly during the pandemic and all the policies that were being created during the pandemic. If prominent doctors were being silenced and real scientists were never heard, then the sheep were left only to believe in the mythical consensus of the science. And Dr. Fauci is the science. And the government state-sanctioned science is the only science that anybody ever heard about. Except for, of course, those of us... Uh, who chose to question the science and exercise our critical thinking skills and maybe even check out things like the Shifting Perspective presentation put together by your favorite ignorant peasant, yours truly. Anyway, consequently, friends, this led to the acceptance of absolutely outrageous and unscientific authoritarian lockdowns and all of the runaway emergency regulations. And let me just remind you that the Biden administration extended the emergency regulations. They're not over yet. They're not done with this. Uh, at any rate, you know, I, I do want to move beyond Twitter because ultimately it was an insidious plot to fleece the public to advance the progressive agenda. And it worked. Like, of course it worked, you know. But this was not the first time. And nor will it be the last time that big tech actively 
manipulates the masses to advance their secret agenda in cahoots with the corrupt political establishment. At this point, friends, this is all standard procedure. SSOP, baby. And it has been for years. It's just that this time they got caught. But so what? Right. I mean, they got caught. And I know, I know it's huge news. It's huge. And it always feels good to be right. But to be fair, you know, anyone with even a shred of common sense realized that this was happening a long, long time ago, a long, long time ago, long before the Twitter files ever came to light. All the smart people out there in the world said, what the hell's going on with this messed up world? And why can't anybody find out information that's actually right? <laughs> ah, it's Friday. I had an extra cup of coffee. To... Actually, matter of fact, I have a little coffee here. Bottom of the cup. Bada boom. You know what I did? I made myself a redneck latte. You want to know what that is? Secret recipe. You get coffee and you get the uh, the Keurig. And on the second cup of the, of the run through of the little pod there, I put a scoop of instant coffee in. And then I put in some creamers and sugars. And I make myself a little redneck latte with the otherwise would be watered down second uh, helping out of the K-cup. Anyway, <laughs> butterfly, friends. You know, what do you think is going to happen once all of the weeping and the gnashing of teeth has subsided? Once the dust has settled, once the lawsuits have wound their way through court and the media has squeaked every ounce of give a damn out of this story. What do you think is going to happen? Something? Nothing? I don't know, you know. Will there be enough public outcry to demand government intervenes and, and begins to regulate big tech? You know, will they revoke the coveted Section 230 legal immunities and open an avalanche of legal fury that might just bankrupt these corrupt corporations? Who knows? Friends, I don't think that's going to happen, to be blunt, because uh, they're too big to fail and they're here working deep in bed with the deep state. So despite the fact that all of this might seem really important at the moment, and regardless of all the arguments about what this means for the future of elections and free speech in America, I just want to kind of set that aside. I firmly believe this is just more smoke and mirrors. Everybody's talking about it. It's kind of important. It's kind of a big deal. But it is, again, I firmly believe, my personal conviction is such that this is just more smoke and mirrors. It's like, look over here and, and you know, circus ring number three. But how about those unlawfully detained J6 political prisoners, huh? How about that Marine who got left behind in Russia when we brought home a, a LGBTQ plus queer women's basketball player? How about in exchange for the merchant of death? You know, anyway, how about those corrupt midterm elections anyway? Hey, did you notice that link for the corrupt midterm elections goes straight to an Arizona.gov website that says there was a corrupt midterm election? Hey, it's been certified. You know, how about that surging inflation? It's going even higher and it's going to go even higher and higher. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, we'll get into that. You know, how about the ominous warning of an impending global recession? There's a lot going on in the financial department, by the way. It's all tied to digital currency, which we'll be uh, touching on next week a little bit more. But how about all those Dutch farmers who are being forced off their land, forced off their farms in the name of going green? Like, hey, we, got, we have to protect biodiversity. Therefore, the government is giving you this one chance opportunity to buy your farm and get the hell out of here. You know, oh, really? That sounds an awful lot like communism because the communists are taking over the world. I try to tell you, friends, I know that it sounds crazy, but you know that I know that you know that it's right. Now, speaking of green, uh, you see all those green Brazilian flags? 
How about those millions of Brazilian patriots who are out there protesting against the socialist takeover of their country? They're kind of inspiring, you know? Hey, did you hear that some of the Brazilian military reserve units are now openly fighting against the Marxist guerrilla insurgents? That's happening. Shit's getting real fast down there. Okay, and all of this comes on the heels of the corrupt socialist Supreme Court certifying the corrupt and fraudulent elections. Does any of that sound familiar? You know, given the global nature of modern politics, Americans should probably take note of what's happening in places like Brazil. And by the way, did you catch Mr. Musk mentioning that Twitter might have interfered in the Brazilian elections? to help the cabal install a radical left-wing socialist just like right here in the good old U.S. of A. Just like the sock puppet in the Oval Office is a completely illegitimate sack of lies. <sighs> I suppose that's wild speculation. <laughs> I'm just probably making that up, friends. But patterns abound, don't they? We can see it happening. And in our increasingly connected world, as we collectively rush headlong toward future Earth, as we collectively endure all of the incredible transitions of the Great Reset, all would be wise to take these words to heart. What happens there can happen here. What happens there can happen here. What happens there can happen here. What do you mean? Oh my gosh, you're right. It could happen because somewhere the government has convinced enough morons and useful idiots to, to support the socialist takeover in Brazil uh, and, and on and on and on. But if what happens there can happen here, we have to realize it's the insanity of the mob that really is the greatest threat to the future of humanity. And, uh, you know, think about, for example, the government-sponsored ads for state-assisted suicide for children without parental consent. Yes, friends, you heard that correct. Check out Canada, where the government is now sponsoring ads for state-assisted euthanasia and suicide for children that their parents don't even have to know about. What the hell is wrong with people here? Well, you got to think about the depopulation agenda, right? It's all about uh, humanity's destroying the planet, so we have to save the planet from humanity by doing, you know, we just don't need the majority of humans, so if we could just convince some kids they need to just, you know, get some assisted suicide, that way they don't try to kill themselves at home, you know, they can just do it right there at school. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. It's just sick, you know? How about the radical environmentalists shutting down airports by gluing themselves to the tarmac? These people are freaking geniuses, you know? You don't think there's that many geniuses in the world until you go check out Germany and you see the radical environmentalists gluing themselves to the tarmac. It's just stupid, you know? But what happens there can happen here. How about uh, Orwellian doublethink being foisted upon an utterly oppressed people by a maniacal, cultish, tyrannical regime? <laughs> you want to take any guesses on that one? How about China, right? Where all of a sudden they went from zero COVID to, hey, COVID's not so bad. You know, it's all right. You can come out of your house now. <laughs> we just unlocked your door. Uh, you still have to wear a mask for the rest of your life, but never mind that. You know, don't kind of forget about that COVID lockdown for the last three years. Don't forget about it. You know, you don't have to uh, control your soul's urge for freedom quite as much now. You can actually just, you know, go out as long as you're masked up and compliant with everything we say. We'll let you leave your house. So, that, you know, that's okay. Uh, don't think about what just happened, because if you think about what just happened, it might be uh, disruptful to your inner peace and stability. Uh, it might be a threat to democracy. Whatever, friends, you know, it, it's stupid, but think about the fact that the majority of people 
are going along with it. And they'll never quite, the cognitive dissonance. They're never going to go back and question the Chinese government because they've been mind-melted, you know, they've been uh, brainwashed to believe that what they've done is for the greater good. It's what's best for the collective, for the community, for society, okay? All around the world, there is more insanity than you can shake a stick at, you know, let alone try to squeeze it all into a single article or succinct and witty podcast. So what is imperative here is that we take a look around from time to time, uh, take note of what's happening here and there and everywhere, and remember that what happens there can happen here. So how about that canary in the gold mine? You know, what is, what, what are you talking about, Luke, canary in the gold mine? You know that that's a mixed metaphor and that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's the canary in the coal mine. But no, I'm talking canary in the gold mine here because what struck me the most about the most recent Twitter revelations is that it offers a great opportunity to press the point about weaponized AI being used for shadowy government censorship all around the world. Time will tell how many pundits move beyond their own vindication to see the bigger picture here. But the point is this. They have the technology and they are going to use it. Just because they got caught, do not think for a second that they're not going to use it. Only a fool would be duped into believing, oh, sorry, we're not going to do that anymore. Horseshit. You know they're going to. And so the golden opportunity here is to point out that this technology exists and it is actively being used at the global scale in ways that the vast majority of humanity will remain completely clueless to for many years to come. In other words, friends, we need to sound the alarm. We got to get the word out there. We got to share the torch report with everybody. You know, uh, But seriously, we got to press the point. The weaponized AI, the shadowy censorship, this is happening. It's been happening for you know over a decade now, and it will continue to happen. And the fact that most people don't realize that the public perception is being manipulated by algorithmic social interventions, you know, that is a major deal. That's the bigger, bigger deal, you know? And while it may have once seemed unthinkable, and sounded like a vast right-wing conspiracy, which is no doubt how it's going to be spun in certain circles, right now, there are enough snowflake liberals who just got smacked in the face by cold, hard facts. There is at least a small smidgen of hope that some of these morons might actually wake up from being woke, pull their heads out their collective asses, and square off with reality. But, friends, I'm not going to hold my breath for that one, and neither should you. Instead, I will continue to press the point to my fellow liberty-loving Americans that this is what we're up against. It's an invisible hand that's tilting the scales. It is filtering it a little bit, you know, throttling it a little bit. It's a global cabal wielding weapons that are more powerful than we can even comprehend. Friends, this is a battle for the hearts and minds of humanity. And we only have a very narrow chance right here and now to escape a terrible collective fate. Do you want to be enslaved in a global socialist surveillance state? It's a rhetorical question. If the answer is yes, you would not be listening to this podcast. But I certainly don't. You certainly don't. But we both must admit that many, 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 many people will embrace this draconian destiny. They will embrace future Earth. They will even demand that we all comply. Because freedom, you see, must be sacrificed for the greater good. Free speech. Free thought. Free to assembly, the freedom to get together with your friends and family, freedom to travel about, freedom to go and to do and to build and to buy and to be a free human being. All of this will be gone forever if 
we fail to make a stand now? And those are strong words, friends. I know it is. Is it just hyperbole? Come on, Lou. Come on. It's not that bad. You know, aren't you just overreacting? You know, friends, am I, ask yourselves, am I blowing things out of proportion? Are we really going to lose our freedom forever? It's a fair question. You can challenge and ask at any time. It's truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I put the information out there for you to make your own informed decisions. So you have to decide for yourself. Is freedom at stake here? The future of humanity, freedom, losing our freedom forever. Do you think that? You know, I think that. I believe that with every fiber and cell of my being. And for you making your own decisions, the, 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 you know, I just want to point out here, kind of uh, go along today, friends, bear with me. A little philosophical side romp here. The truth is that the truth is in your heart, in your inner knowing, in the wisdom that is embedded within your DNA. You are a spiritual being born to be free. And there is an instinctual primal urge to express this freedom as an independent human being. You are an infinitely unique and marvelous individual equipped with your own intelligence, your own intuition, imagination, and inspiration. You have drive. You have dreams because you are something special in the cosmos, okay? The world would be incomplete without you. That's just, again, that's reality. And yet, and yet, if the government can force you off your land, force you to close your business, if the government can confiscate your stuff, take away your money, tell you what to do, restrict the things you say, restrict the things you can learn and read, and threaten you, and threaten your family, and threaten your loved ones if you dare to disobey. In that situation, are you free? Of course not. You know, Would you want to live like that? Of course not. And yet, many people will because of the illusion of safety. You know, what about if the government attacks the minds of the masses, manipulates public perception, consolidates enough power and can control to aggressively oppress dissenting perspectives, to completely rewrite history, and to dictate every aspect of your future? If that was the case, would you ever be free again? Friends, that's, that's what we're up against right now. The question is, would you even realize if this was happening? And the, tr the truth is, you might. You probably would. But because some people will. But the majority won't. The majority will not realize that this, this uh, massive public manipulation is happening. And because the majority won't realize this before it's too late, you know, and we have to realize that the majority always rules, right? The majority rules because that's the beauty of democracy, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's why we're a republic, just to point that out. I know that you know that. I'm preaching to the choir here. It's also why the communists are fighting to win the battle of democracy, the first step of the communist revolution happening all around the world. It's twisted, friends. It's sick. It's a trap. It's mob rule disguised as the greater good. It's getting the majority of people to embrace extinguishing everyone who disagrees. Evil is cunning and deceitful. It tells you you have no soul. You're little more than a hackable animal. Shut up, peasant. You know, it tells you that this is a fight for democracy. And that is a lie. This, friends, is a fight to unleash the human spirit from the shackles of mind control, censorship, and government oppression. The stakes could not be higher. Let us not miss this opportunity to rise to the challenge and set ourselves free and set our neighbors free and set the whole world free. And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time. Find the heart. Click the heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And above all else, don't forget to share this with everyone you know. But 
on that note, before I let you off to the weekend here, <laughs> the uh, it's come to my attention. Several people have brought to my attention the fact that they go to try to click the heart on the Substack app on their phone, and they're like, it says I have to subscribe again. Uh, but I'm already subscribed, and you are not alone. It's kind of weird, but for whatever reason, you may have to go through the process of logging in to your Substack account on your phone. And to do that, you might have to go to your email and find the original email on Substack, and blah, 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 blah. So it's there, and I know it's a pain in the ass, but it certainly means a lot. It makes my heart soar like a hawk. So, friends, I hope that you have a fine, fabulous, fantastic, frosty Friday, that you get out there and race this, and you have a wonderful weekend, and I will look forward to talking to you.